Welcome to Zichud Daf Siman Memorei Avram Goldhar, and today Masechus Yuma Daf Ayin Base, the seventh parak Baal Kohen Gadol. So the three daps we're going to focus on. Number one, Rachamim said in the name of Yehuda, Hamakarei Big Day Kohuna Loka, one who tears one of the Big Day Kohuna receives Malkus, as it says in the pasuk, there shall be a hem for its opening around, or Yikarei, it shall not be torn. Rav Akiva Yaakov challenged this teaching and suggested the Torah is saying that one should make a hem for it so that it will not tear, rather than stating a prohibition. And the Gemara answered that if this is true. The Patuk should have written, Shola so that it shall not be torn. Similarly, Belezer said, Loka, one who loosens the Choshim from its moorings on the Ephod, or one who removes the poles of the Aron, receives Malkus. For it says in one Pasuk, Yizach, and the Choshim shall not be attached from upon the Ephod. And it says in another Pasuk, Yasuru, in the rings of the Aron shall be the poles, they shall not depart from it. Point him to Rabbi Yochanan said, There are three crowns that adorn three kalim in the base of Migdash. The crown of the Mizbech, the crown of the Aron, and the crown of the Shulchan. The crown of the Mizbech, Aaron merited and took it. The crown of the Shulchan, David merited and took it. But the crown of the Aaron is still at rest. Anyone who wishes to take it may come and take it. Lest you say that's inferior to the other crowns, the Torah therefore states that Through me, kings will reign. Rashi explains that the Torah is greater than kingship, for one who appoints a king is more exalted than the king himself. And pointing with Rabbi Yishuv and Levi said, what's the meaning of that which is written, V'zos Torah shir sam Moshe, and this is the Torah that Moshe put some before B'nai Israel. This alludes to the following, Zach Ozacha Misa. If one is deserving, the Torah becomes a drug, a sum of life to him, but if he's not deserving, it becomes a drug of death to him. Think more brings another expression of this idea. Rabbi Shmuel bar Nachmani said, Rabbi Yonason contrasted these psukim. It's written, Pekudi Hashem Yisharim, Misam Chilev, the orders of Hashem are upright, Gladdening the heart, but it's also written, Imras Hashem Sarufa, the word of Hashem smelts. Zachem Samachto, Wazachat Sarafto. If one is deserving, the Torah gladdens him, but if he's not deserving, it smelts him. Rush explains that this means that the word of Hashem smelts people with afflictions and Gehenim. So once again, the three points are number one. Rochava said in the name of Yehuda, Hamakarei Big Dekahuna Loka, one who tears one of the Big Dekahuna receives Malkas. It says in the Pasuk, there should be a hem for its opening around, Woyakarei, it should not be torn. Ravachim Yaakov challenges teaching and suggested the Torah is saying that one should make a hem for it so that it will not tear, rather than stating a prohibition. And the Gemara answered that if this is true, the Pasuk should have written, Shalom Yikareya, so that it should not be torn. Similarly, Belezer said, One who loosens the Choshim from its moorings on the Ephod, or one who removes the poles of the Aron, receives Malkus. For it says in one Pasuk, Yizach, and the Choshim shall not be attached from upon the Ephod. And it says in another Pasuk, In the rings of the Aron shall be the poles, they shall not depart from it. Point number two, Rabbi Yochanan said, There are three crowns that are adorned, three kalim in the base of Migdash. The crown of the Mizbech, the crown of the Aron, and the crown of the Shulchan. The crown of the Mizbech, Aron merited and took it. The crown of the Shulchan, David merited and took it. But the crown of the Aron is still at rest. Anyone who wishes to take it, may come and take it. Shem Tomer Pachus, lest you say that's inferior to the other crowns, the Torah therefore states, Through me, kings will reign. Rashi explains that the Torah is greater than kingship, for one who appoints a king is more exalted than the king himself. And point number three, but Yeshua ben Levi said, What's the meaning of that which is written? And this is the Torah that Moshe put some before Ben Israel. This alludes to the following. If one's deserving, the Torah becomes a drug, a sum of life to him. 
But if he's not deserving, it becomes a drug of death to him. The Gemara brings another expression of the idea. Rabbi Shmuel bar Nachmani said, Rabbi Yonason contrasted these psukim. It's written, Pekudi Hashem Yishayim, Vesam Chelev, the orders of Hashem are upright, gladdening the heart. But it's also written, Imas Hashem Tzarufa, the word of Hashem smelts. Zachem Vesamachto, Lozachet Tzarufto. If one is deserving, the Torah gladdens him, but if he's not deserving, it smelts him. Rashi explains that this means that the word of Hashem smelts people with afflictions and Gehenim. All right, so now we go to our all right, so now we go to the Simbadafine base, and this one comes to us by way of Rabbi Shai Klein from Manchester, who suggested I'm base is of a thick, a thick piece of cake. So we use birthday cake as our sim. So here goes. The birthday boy dressed as a Kohen Gadol, who got upset when his friends ripped his costume and loosened his choshen, served birthday cake adorned with three crowns that tasted awful for those who misbehaved. Once again in slow motion. The birthday boy dressed as a Kongado who got upset when his friends ripped his costume and loosened his choshen, served birthday cake. Birthday cake? That must be one duff. I am base. The birthday boy dressed as a Kongado who got upset when his friends ripped his costume and loosened his choshen, which reminds us of Rechav said in the name of Yehuda, that one who tears one of the big dikhuna receives malchus. Similarly, Rebbe Lazar said one who loosens the choshen from its moorings on the eight foot, or one who removes the poles of the arm receives malchus. For it says in one pasuk, well, Yizach, and the choshen shall not be attached from upon the ephod. And it says in another pasuk, well, Yasuru, in the rings of the arm shall be the poles, they shall not depart from it. So the birthday boy dresses a cone guttle, who got upset when his friends ripped his costume and loosened his choshen, served birthday cake adorned with three crowns, which reminds us there are three crowns that adorn three kalim in the base of Migdash. Aaron Meriden took the crown of Mizbech, David Meriden took the crown of the Shulchan, but the crown of the Arn is still at rest. Anyone who wishes to take it may come and take it. So the birthday boy dresses a Kongad who got upset when his friends ripped his costume and loosened his choshen, served birthday cake adorned with three crowns that tasted awful for those who misbehaved. Which reminds us of the Pasuk Vizosa Torah shares some Moshe, and this is the Torah that Moshe put some before, alludes to the following, Zacha Natsu Samachaim, if one's deserving, the Torah becomes a drug, a sum of lifetime, but if he's not deserving, becomes a drug of death them. And we have the same idea contrasting the Psukim Kudi Hashem Yishayim with Samachay Lev, and Imrus Hashem Tzarufa, the word of Hashem smelts. Zachem is Samachto, Zachet If one's deserving, the Torah gladdens him, but if he's not deserving, it smelts him. So once again, the birthday boy dressed as a Kongadol, who got upset when his friends ripped his costume and loosened his choshen, served birthday cake adorned with three crowns. That tasted awful for those who misbehaved. All right, so now it's time for our four blah blah chazorah. Tav samaches, so the simra samaches is schach, and we use a sukkah. So here goes. The sukkah, sukkahs, that must be more in daf samaches, schach. The sukkah's cholamod extravaganza featured a high-tech sukkah, where a par was dismembered by a laser with the skin on its meat, which reminds us the source of the par in Sirbi Yom Kippur dismembered with the skin still on the meat, comes from a limit that connects him to the part called Mashiach, which has nituach with no hebshet, dismemberment with no flaying. The Torah states regarding the part called Mashiach, but the hide of the bull and all its meat, the kiru apirisho, and its innards and its waist. But Papa explained, just as the bull's waist must obviously remain within its innards, so too the bull's meat should remain within its skin. So the sukkah's cholamod extravaganza featured a high-tech sukkah, where a par was dismembered by a laser with the skin on its meat. And tumor sensors detected the moment someone left the sukkah, which reminds us of the malchokas when the clothing of those transporting the par and tear become tame. The chamim hold that as soon as they exit from the walls of the azar, whereas Rabbi Shimon holds, Mishiyatziza Urbarubon, as soon as the fire catches hold of the greater part of the limbs. According to the Chami, even though it's known that the par and seer are burned outside all three camps, the Pasuk states, to tell you that as soon as the par and seer leave one camp, they are metami, those transporting it, along with their clothing. The Gemara address what Rabbi Shimon learns from the Pasuk. So 
the sukkah is called mod extravaganza, featured a high-tech sukkah, or par was dismembered by a laser with the skin on its meat, and tumor sensors detected the moment someone left the sukkah, while someone dressed in big day lavan read from the Torah. Which reminds us the Kohen Gadol can wear the big day lavan for Kriya Satora, even though it's not an avoda, as evident he can do the Kriya wearing his personal begotting. Now, this is not a proof that big day kahuna neatness is behind, that is permitted to benefit from the big day kahuna even when not performing an avoda, since the Kriya on Yom Kippur is different to Tzorch avodahi, meaning that although it's not itself an avoda, it's an avoda need. Daf Samachtes, so the similar Samachtes is Sut, and we use a chimney sweep. So here goes. The leader of the chimney sweeps, chimney sweeps, that must be Muran Daf Samachtes, Sut. The leader of the chimney sweeps bowed down to a priestly man in beautiful garments, which reminds us of Shimon Hatzedek's encounter with Alexander and how Alexander bowed down, saying he saw a likeness of Shimon Hatzedek on the battlefield that enabled him to be victorious. And although the din is that one should not wear big dekuna outside the base of Migdash, the Gemara relates that either they were garments that were fitting to be used as big dekuna, or that here he was permitted to wear big dekuna as it was an emergency based on the Pasuk, It's a time to act for Hashem. They have nullified your Torah. So the leader of the chimney sweeps bowed down to a priestly man in beautiful garments when he cast a fiery lion cub into a lead cauldron producing lots of soot, which reminds us of the Anshe Knesset subduing the Eitzor for Avodah and the decision to only blind the Eitzor for immorality in one eye, lest the world would become desolate, which resulted in the removal of the temptation for incestuous relationships. So the leader of the chimney sweeps bowed down to a priestly man in beautiful garments when he cast a fiery lion cub into a lead cauldron producing lots of soot, one assembly of great judges looking on proclaimed Hashem was powerful and awesome. Which reminds us that the Gemara explains the reason why the Anshe Kenes Gadol were called by that name is that they restored Moshe Rabbeinu's praises of Kosh Baruch Hu, Gibor and Nor that Yermio and Daniel had ceased to use, thereby magnifying Hashem's greatness. So once again, the leader of the chimney sweeps bowed down to a priestly man in beautiful garments when he cast a fiery lion cub into a lead cauldron producing lots of soot. One assembly of great judges looking on proclaimed Hashem was powerful and awesome. Dafayin, so the Simmer Dafayin is a one-eyed Martian. So here goes. The one-eyed Martians, one-eyed Martians, that must be more on Dafayin. The one-eyed Martians listening to their high Martian, proudly doing a public reading by heart, which reminds us, the Gemara here asks why the Kongadal reads the Parshim Musafin by heart instead of rolling the Savior to the proper place and reading inside. Rav Hunabrahid Rav Yeshua said, and then Rav Sheshis, because we don't roll a Savior to Horn public out of consideration for the covenant of the Zebra and making them wait in silence until the Torah is rolled and then read. Two reasons are given as to why a second Savior is not brought. Because people might think the first one is lacking, or because of the unnecessary bracha the Kongada would make. So the one eyed Martians listening to their high Martian, proudly doing a public reading by heart, wish they had chosen instead to go to the sacrificial burning, taking place on a different planet at the same time. Which reminds us the Gemara here asks why anyone would think that there's anything wrong with watching both procedures of Kriyasator and the burning of the offerings, and answers that you might have thought that one might not leave one procedure in the middle in order to observe the second one based on Rishul HaKrishna's principle of Ein Mavir and all mitzvahs. We don't pass over the opportunity to perform mitzvahs, the mitzvah being here, Barova Amadras Melech. It's a mitzvah of, with a multitude of people is the glory of the king. Therefore, the ton is coming to inform us that one would be permitted to do so. And Rashi explains that since those watching the mitzvah are not actually involved in its performance, leaving the area doesn't constitute a Maviri in all mitzvahs. So the one-eyed Martians listening to their high Martian proudly doing a public reading by heart, 
wish they had chosen instead to go to the sacrificial burning taking place on a different planet at the same time, where only one ram was offered. Which reminds us, Rabbi Lezer and Rabbi Kiva disagree about the order of the offerings, but agree that there was only one communal ram, since neither mentioned a second ram in their order of the Karbanas. So this is in accord with the Rebbe, as it was taught in the Bryce, Rebbe holds that there was one ram on Yom Kippur, the one mentioned by Yikra and the one mentioned in the Chumash Bekudim. Melezer Rabbi Shimon says there are two communal rams, the one mentioned by Yikra and the other in Chumash Bekudim. Rebbe holds that there's one, for it's written Echod, one ram. The Torah emphasizes one, even though the word ram alone would have indicated a single ram. Melezer Rabbi Shimon says that the meaning is Meyuchet Shebeedro. It should be the choices of its flock. Rebbe learns it should be Meyuchet Shebeedro from a different Pasuk. Daf Ein Alf. So similar to Daf Ein Alf is a donkey going E-R. So here goes. The two colleagues greeting each other in the street by donkey. Donkey. That must mean one Daf Ein Alf. E-R. The two colleagues greeting each other in the street by a donkey, which reminds us what the one who took the Sir Azazel out would say to the Kongadol when he met the Kongadol the next day, and how he ascribed his shlichus to the Kongadol when he met him in the street to give honor to him in public. So the two colleagues greeting each other in the street by a donkey were astonished when a slight and weak-looking Talmachachim picked the animal up with one hand, which reminds us Rabbi Berechia gives two pshatim in the Pasuk in Mishle that states, Alechem Ishim Ekra, and to you men do I call. This refers to the Talmud Chachamim who appear similar to women in that they're not aggressive and physically weak, yet they perform feats of heroic strength like men referring to overcoming their Yetzirah. The second shot is, One who desires to offer a wine libation upon the Mizbeach should fill the throats of Talmud Chachamim with wine because the word Ishim suggests Isha, an offering on the Mizbeach. So the two colleagues greeting each other in the street by a donkey were astonished when a slight and weak-looking Talmachachim picked the animal up with one hand, as his muscles ripped through his garment, which was spun sixfold. Which reminds us, Abraisa taught how the big day kahuna were woven. Items which the Torah says made with sheish, linen, had the thread spun sixfold. This means that each thread of linen was composed of six strands spun into a single thread. Items described as machzar, twine, had the thread spun eightfold. The me'il, which was pure techelis wool, was made of twelvefold cords. Paroch is made of twenty-fourfold cords. The chosh and the eightfold were made of twenty-eightfold cords. All right, that concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Ram Golden Zichu wishing you a great day and great learning.